With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio, live and direct from the heart of the City of Angels. Welcome in. Hope you're doing well. Getting ready for, uh... No days today. Days Tuesday? Just a day seems off. You know what's missing today? Well, John Ramos is here. On the ones and twos, our technical director. Ryan Music's here, our producer. Of course, Dan Byers here. You'll hear him with updates. You can hear him on the weekends here on Fox Sports Radio. They're all here. What what is what is missing? What's off? What's what's going on today? There's no football. That's it. That's what's gotta be missing. There's no football. So you feel kind of off when it's something you love the most and you don't get a chance to see it. You just don't quite feel right, right? I th- I think that's the way I'd express it. I mean, in life, where there's somebody, some a person you love, and you don't see them or don't talk to them, you feel off. If not, maybe you haven't experienced that in your life. I, I generally think that's part of it. 
But we have that off feeling less and less. That's because football has become all-consuming. And I don't think it's just the NFL's doing. I think it's, frankly, everyone's doing. College football, high school football, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a, there's a little bit of a freakout from the major broadcast networks, and that's because NFL numbers are down. Scoring is down. But is that why viewership is down? Because you wouldn't have tuned you not tuning in, you wouldn't have known you wouldn't have known that the scoring was down. Right? Here's my theory. Ah, maybe not theory, hypotheses. Right? A theory is something that's proven out over time to be uh, some sort of scientific fact. Is that a fair way to put it, right? So this is more hypotheses. This is an educated guess. I don't believe there's just one factor in why NFL numbers are down. I think there's a lot. Like, I read, did anybody read the book, The Tipping Point? You guys read that? Book, The Tipping Point. Um, it, there's supposed to be one moment in which something tips, something changes, something swings pop culture to all of a sudden want to wear stubby shorts or Jimmy Z shorts or to peg their jeans or whatever we did when we were kids. But in reading The Tipping Point, I realized that there's a bunch of things that cause something to tip, to sway, and then fall into that favor. So, look, we have the ability now to watch any show we want any almost any time we want, with the exception of live sporting events. And what was different about the NFL forever, or at least about sports forever, is, well, sports you can't DVR. Sports you have to watch as live. And so that's what drove up the value of sports. It wasn't that sports was killing it in terms of numbers. It's that sports numbers hadn't gone down because sports was impervious, or at least we were told, to the, hey, if I don't catch it, I'll just DVR it and watch it later. Right? I like This Is Us, but I got to be honest, that This Is Us, I watched the whole first season, I watched it on demand. Now, Breaking Bad, I didn't watch Breaking Bad till like, a year and a half ago, I binge-watched every episode. Game of Thrones, I know some of you guys are Game of Thrones guys. Haven't watched an episode. At some point, I will. It'll be like a month, probably when I'm traveling. I'll download every episode, and I'll catch up, and I'll be like, like, oh, this is really cool. Why didn't somebody tell me about this? I know you all told me about this. But sports, you can't do that. You can't go up to somebody on the street and go, hey, man, how about that week one NFL, huh? Huh? How about the Packers? You see the Packers and the Seahawks? And, man, I'm really concerned about the Seahawks. Packers are awesome. Best team in the NFL. People are like, uh, they just lost to the Falcons. Like, no, they didn't. I just saw the game when they lost to the, uh, when they when they beat the Seahawks. Can't do it with sports. So what happened was all the TV networks are like, yo, these the two th- live events. That's why there's so many award shows. Think about how many music award shows there are and even quasi-award shows. That's the same reason that there's so many of these variety shows. America's Got Talent, which looks peculiar and almost interesting like America's Idol kind of on steroids. Like, hmm, why is that? Again, live events end up drawing more viewership. But what's happened even with those shows? America, American Idol is big, and so the voice is created. America's Got Talent is created. So You Think You Can Dance is created, et cetera, et cetera. We've done that in the NFL. People want to know why the NFL numbers are down. That's because football's on too much. 
when I was a kid, I grew up in Southern California, and uh, Rick Dees was the big uh, DJ on Kiss FM. Now it's uh, now it's Ryan Seacrest, obviously. And in addition to Dee Sleaze, uh, which was like all the the lowdown of what was going on in Hollywood, it was great. By the way, you see Billy Bush uh, and his wife, uh, 20 years, they're splitting up. I guarantee Trump cost another marriage. There's no question there. Telling you. Um, But in addition to the fact he had some other kind of quirky things, I remember in second grade, the first time I ever heard Madonna, it was borderline, and I felt like I heard it every five minutes on 1027, right? And there's something that I didn't know then that I do know now being in the radio industry for my almost my entire professional life. It's the, what do they tell us Ramos? When they tell you in FM radio, they tell you in sports talk radio as well. What's, what's, what's the, what's the expression? Play the hits. Always play the hits. Always play the hits. Well, look, we all grew up being taught, play the hits, work for Rick D's play borderline every 30 minutes. Because if you hear borderline being played twice, they got you. They got their talons in you. You're hooked. You listen for 30 straight minutes and you heard it twice. Great. That's an advertiser's dream. Meanwhile, the rest of the world listens for five, six, seven, eight minutes, and then they move on. And so the idea is it's a totally new audience every 15 or 20 minutes anyway. So if you replay the song, at least you're giving them what they want. Well, that's what we've done with sports, and that's what we've done with the NFL. It's on Thursday. It's on Sunday. No, wait. It's on Sunday morning online this week as the Jaguars go to London and play the Baltimore Ravens. Then it's on Sunday night. Then it's on Monday night. What used to be, I could only watch my team play on a Sunday and then watch one Monday night football game is now Sunday night is the new Monday night. Monday night is one game too many. And, and Thursday night, we discussed last week, is bad football. So the more we play the hits, the more we get worn down by it and things get played out, right? Like even my kids use that term. Ah, oh, I, I cannot hear that Bieber song again. It's played out. I kind of think that's what's happened with the NFL. I play fantasy football. So does everybody. So... Football's on everywhere, on every channel. We discuss it ad nauseum. It's on Thursday. It's on Sunday morning. It's on Sunday afternoon. It's on Sunday night. It's on Monday night. To which you're like, wait a second. That's just too much. Everyone always uses the less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. But when you're making money, you do more is more. Right? And I kind of think that the NFL isn't less popular. It's just as popular, if not even more popular, even more mainstream than it's ever been. But our incessant need to play the hits has caused everybody to play the exact same hit to where we're like, eh, there's nothing special about a Thursday night game. There's nothing special about a Monday night game. Sunday night's usually the best game. Eh. I don't know. That's my hypothesis. What do you think, music? I mean, I don't watch NFL football any less. I watch it the exact same amount. But the numbers are telling you that people are watching it less. I, I have one other hypo- addition to the hypothesis. as one other kind of the litany of things. We've taken away a lot of the big hits. 
right? I this is a lot like when you took when Wayne Gretzky and the guys tried to take fighting out of hockey. Uh, NASCAR has tried to take out some of those horrific crashes out of NASCAR, restrictor plate racing, uh, trying to keep those cars from getting too fast and elevating and getting too dangerous, right? But the truth is that we watch hockey for fights, we watch NASCAR for crashes, and we watch the NFL for those ridiculous hits. Game's kind of boring. All right, go ahead, music. What do you think? Yeah, I just think that for most people now, they don't def- they don't devote an entire day to just watching football because it's so readily available to them. So when you look at things like, oh, well, football night in America, the ratings are down like 20%. Well, that's likely because maybe they watch the game. You know, if you're on the West Coast, you, you've been watching football since 10 in the morning and you don't necessarily want to be doing it until 10 at night. So your total viewership is going to be down, which is sort of what people have talked about. And I know like people at like Fox sports have talked about this is that it's not necessarily the total amount of people watching is down. It's more that people aren't watching for as long anymore. And that's why the ratings are down. People are tuning in, but as soon as they tune in, they're then tuning out. What'd you say? I couldn't hear you. I I tuned in for a little bit and then I, (laughs) I, I tuned out. Ramos, what about you? Obviously, it's different. You got two kids. Yes, it's uh, hard. You're uh, you're a bottom dwelling soccer coach on the weekend. <laughs> that does That's take right. up some of your time. Yes, but would you like to offer up um, some so, some statement as to why you believe some of the numbers are down in in NFL viewership? Uh, I think that um, people just want to watch their team, and if their team's not on. TV, they don't want to watch the games. They don't really care about what other teams are doing. It's kind of like in fantasy football, like you said earlier. You watch your team, your players, and you don't care about what other players are doing. Yeah, you but, just see, care about your team. I, I, but see, I think that's that's what fantasy football has helped the NFL in that you watch teams you would never watch before. Like, I would never, ever, ever care about half of these teams in the NFL if I'm the mainstream fan unless I have money on the game or unless I have a fantasy football player. On it. I, I think it's made rivalries less vicious as well because you're like, well, I don't like the guy, but he scored a touchdown. He helped my fantasy team win. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Kevin Clark joins the show. He writes for The Ringer. He wrote, wrote an article that we discussed uh, a little bit yesterday, and it starts to delve into what's really missing in the National Football League, and it's kind of the maybe the untold part of it. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, you said you, the the title of the article, and I don't know if you wrote the the title, was uh, "How Football Stopped Being Fun." Uh, you talked about completion percentage being an all time high, and you go into Chris Sims, which just a great quote. You show me a team with a great completion percentage, I'll automatically think your offense probably sucks. What is it about the actual gameplay that has that, by your estimation, has caused football to be a tougher watch than it used to be? Well, all of the quarterbacks are generally competent now. And what ended up happening maybe in the last five, five to six years is that they could complete passes really easily. And I think there were a lot of coordinators, a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of head coaches who said, you know what, if we can complete a pass, if we can have a 65 70% completion percentage instead of throwing a lot of incompletions or going downfield, that is a win for us. And so essentially what happened is, with the exception of the top, top quarterbacks in the NFL, the vast majority are now going for shorter completions, take less criticism, um, take less risks, uh, you know, and, and, and live, to, live another down, basically. And so essentially what 
what happened is, uh, you know, five years of that, and all of a sudden every quarterback's doing it. Sam Bradford had a 71% completion percentage last year, and it was one of the worst offenses we've ever seen in, in, uh, as far as, you know, uh, aesthetics. And so it's, it's trending toward an ugly place where there's not a lot of downfield passing, and, and that's the stuff people like. It is, and it's it's now part. Of, the rules have also helped that too, as you point out. You know, pass interference is so tight, right? You can't touch a quarterback. Uh, everything they do is to protect the passing game and to protect the wide receivers so that plays remain. It's almost like we so badly want the the great quarterback to make the great pass to have the great catch. When we artificially trying to create that with the rules, we actually end up getting a super boring catch right over the middle, where instead of a hard hit, now a guy is just kind of corralled and and brought down. Exactly. And that's one of the things I've talked to safeties about this for the past three or four years. Teams game plan because they know defensive backs are scared of fines, Doug. And what ends up happening is they basically will throw a drag route to a tight end or they'll throw to a slot receiver and they'll say, you can just catch this and get six yards. We'd rather have that than throw to a, you know, a outside guy. If Randy Moss played now, he wouldn't get as many passes because they wouldn't want to go outside the hash marks like that. So NFL offenses are taking advantage of the rules, and it's probably not in the way the NFL intended. They want those sort of uh, down-the-field, you know, 80-yard bomb-type things like we saw 10 years ago, and it's just not going to happen because of the lack of quarterback talent. You mentioned lack of quarterback talent. It seems it should be the opposite, right? Like, yeah. I, and yeah. I don't know how old you are. Like, I'm, I'm uh, how old am I? I think I'm 41. I might be 42. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, like, when we were growing up, teams, high school teams never threw a football. Right, like Brett Favre never threw a football in high school, uh, and his dad was his coach. Uh, and then you know, college teams very rarely did teams throw. Now everybody throws. Like high school teams are running spread. College teams obviously throw it all the time. If there's so much more development of quarterbacks throwing a football at a younger age, wouldn't we have a greater dearth of both quarterbacks and wide receivers to throw the ball and throw the ball downfield? Well, there's, there's a couple of things at play here, Doug, and it's a very complicated question. I've written a lot about this and talked to a lot of GMs and coaches about it. The throwing is helping. Andy Reid has talked about this. You know, 15 years ago it used to be, oh, they're not throwing enough. Now they're throwing almost too much. The concepts are very simple. Uh, schools like Baylor have produced some of the, let's say, less knowledgeable quarterbacks as far as at the NFL level um, that, than, than the NFL has ever seen, guys who couldn't identify a cover two, who couldn't identify the Mike linebacker, stuff like that. And so they're getting, yes, they're getting reps as far as throwing at the lower levels, but they're not getting the knowledge. And the problem is once they get to the NFL level, the defenses are so complex that you've got to be able to check into plays. You've got to be able to audible at the line. You know, I did a story on the 2007 Patriots a couple months ago, and they told me they had 12 points plays they could check into when they went, when they went to the line. Uh, and NFL offenses now can't do that because the quarterbacks just don't grow up in that environment. They, the spread system is very simple, and once it gets complicated, those guys tend to struggle. Um, I thought th- there's, a, there's some similarities there in terms of watchability to, I don't know if you paid attention to this in Major League Baseball. Baseball this year, home runs, they just set the all-time mark for single-season home runs in the sport. That just happened last night. And if, if you for people in, in the game told me, like, hey, there's kind of a problem here in terms of the watchability. Um, 34% of the time, all you need on a baseball field is the pitcher, the catcher, and the hitter. Because either strike out, walk, or hit a home run. At 34% of the time. And while it seems like that would make for more home runs, and we all grew up in the chicks dig the long ball, because there's such lulls in between it, that baseball can be quite tedious and quite boring, even even by baseball standards to watch. 
Is that is there some similarities there to that in football? Absolutely. I had a discussion with one of our baseball writers, Ben Lindbergh, last night. We were talking about this, and we were just saying every sport is changing dramatically. Yep. I mean, you know, soccer, NBA, basketball. NBA, NBA, it's NBA, all the analytics, exactly. all shooting three threes. Yeah. Exactly. And, but, but the problem with baseball and football is that efficiency in those sports is not as exciting as maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Whereas basketball, who doesn't want to see Steph Curry drain threes? That's really exciting. Uh, in soccer, you know, who doesn't want to see Lionel Messi? I mean, it's just the problem now is that, is that the, the, the smartphone generation, the, the Instagram generation, they want to see really cool plays. And if baseball is just the three true outcomes like you talked about, strikeouts, home runs, you know, I mean, that, that's not as exciting as basketball, as soccer. And the football is having the same problem. If it's only six-yard passes and then it, it comes down to whether or not the linebacker can make a tackle, that's a problem for the younger generation. There's a reason football – and baseball are not as popular with the younger generations as, as the other sports. Fascinating. Um, oh, okay, so Kevin Clark joining us from The Ringer. You should, uh, we'll tweet out again the article, but you should go to The Ringer and check it out, How Football Stopped Being Fun. He joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, you've done a great job identifying the problem. How do you fix it? I think it's a coaching problem. At one, at one level, I think that you have to get coaches. And look, Chip Kelly had a lot of problems, and not all of them were scheme. But Chip Kelly had an outside-the-box idea of, the, of, of how an NFL offense should be run. The quarterbacks are not going to change. High school and college coaches are winning and putting up a lot of points with the spread system, and they're not going to go the opposite way just to make NFL coaches feel warm and fuzzy. So you have to get coaches who understand everything. I'm not saying that, that Bill Lazor in Cincinnati is going to be you know, a a great reason that Andy Dalton, you know, has a resurrection this year. But what I am saying is he, he's the offensive coordinator now. He coached under Chip Kelly. He's going to at least be able to incorporate some spread principles. You have to hire guys who have understanding of the spread principles because for too long now, I did a story a couple weeks ago, Stephen Jones uh, of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Jerry Sun, said that they had Connor Cook above Dak Prescott on their draft board because Connor Cook played in the pro off- offense in college and Dak played in the spread. You cannot think that way. And so I think the biggest thing is taking these quarterbacks and just developing them, identifying them better, and just getting to a point where they can throw downfield again. It's not that hard. It just requires a little more creative thinking. Haven't, has, isn't that what Arizona's tried to do? I mean, isn't that the, the Bruce Arians thing yeah. and trying to get, get chunk plays? And it, it hasn't it worked for a sh- in the short term, but it hasn't worked in the long term. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly worked in Atlanta. It worked in Arizona for, for basically two and a half years. Carson Palmer probably is playing out of his era at this point. I mean, he, he's a little bit washed, it looks like. But, you know, Arizona, excuse me, Atlanta was one of the most efficient offenses in history. They went, they went downfield to Julio all the time. They went five wide all the time. I mean, I think that Matt Ryan uh, was one of the best quarterbacks in history statistically when throwing at, at five, five receivers going out for a route. And so... It, it does have success. It just depends on the quarterback. You're not going to be able to do it with Joe Flacco in 2017. That's just not going to happen. So it starts with the next generation. This generation, the Sam Bradford generation, the, even the Alex Smith generation, even though we saw them do okay in week one, they're done. We've got to ignore them. We've got to work on the next generation of quarterbacks and get them to play an exciting brand of football. Last thing, um, we're, we're just talking about today a little bit about the numbers being down, some of the viewership numbers being down. How much do you think this plays a part in it? I like, I don't think it's all or nothing for any yeah. of these factors, but w- what percentage do you think this is a factor of some of the viewership changing? I think it's a small percentage. I think it's, as you said, it's a lot of things combining to make a big problem. I don't think politics has much to do with it. I, I just, I think there's just a lot of stuff. I think people 
started watching the election last year, and it got people trained a little bit off of football. This year you had the hurricane. So I think that it's just the NFL is not going to have the monopoly it used to on eyeballs, and, and that's something they need to, to grapple with. But they still have a lot, a lot of fans, especially compared to the other sports. The Ringer's a great site. Kevin Clark has this incredible article. Go check it out. We'll tweet it out. Man, I really appreciate you joining us. We'll talk soon, okay? Thank you, Doug. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The question is this. There have been reports out of Indy that Andrew Luck and his camp or whatever, not terribly happy. How could you be happy? Granted, he's been playing hurt. I will grant you he wasn't great last year. And when he's out, it gives them no chance to compete in the NFL. But you're getting towards the prime years of his career, and the team is getting worse, not better. So here's the choice. Do you keep the first-round pick? When you have a team that does not have, that's missing in so many important positions, you need a volume of talents. One of the things that San Francisco has done, they got a bunch of picks next year. One of the things the Browns have done this year, they got a bunch of picks next year as well. They got two first-round draft picks next year is they put themselves in position. Football is a numbers game, right? The more numbers of athletes you get, the better a shot you have to rebuild things. But one guy here, one guy there, you only do that if, you're, if you feel like you're close to winning a championship. When you have a, you have a talent disparity, you got to add numbers of guys because even the draft, even the first round, is at best a 50-50 shot. The Colts, you have two choices, Right? You trade luck and get a Pirates bounty, or you trade the pick and you get a pretty good bounty. If you trade the pick, you could get, and we don't know what the pick ends up becoming. You have the Jets, whatever to compete with. It probably becomes more valuable because there are quarterbacks in this draft. You know, it's better than um, last year or the year before's early picks, assuming that Rosen... Assuming that Darnold, assuming Josh Allen, assuming those uh, all of them are available early in the first round, pretty valuable top three selection if you're the Colts, especially if you shut Luck down. But Luck would be more valuable. A proven veteran top 10 quarterback under contract for however long you want to keep him. Is it a lot of money? Sure. But remember, the Colts will pay have paid him a healthy amount in his first year of that, first two years of that contract. It was redone before last year, right? In the first, say you you pay a bunch early on, everything else can be reworked. Like it's not a money deal. It's not like the NBA where you have to have dollar for dollar. And there's like 15 teams that would take Andrew Luck in a heartbeat, so you could have competitive bidding against one another. And you could say, well, the Colts, you would never trade away Andrew Luck. Wouldn't you say you would never trade away Peyton Manning? And they did, or release Peyton Manning. They did. So the fascinating, the reason the Colts are fascinating is they have an asset that everybody believes to be a prime asset. They are going nowhere. They are home dogs to a rookie quarterback-led Cleveland Browns team. Vegas, the NFL, fans, everybody's telling you the Colts just don't have the players, don't have the horses. And what's next is interesting. In order, do you play luck at all? And once you get, you're going to get a good pick. When you get the good pick, do you trade luck or do you trade the pick? Me personally, 
It depends what you can get for luck, but I would I would absolutely at least consider trading luck. Consider. Now, don't get my words misconstrued. I like you consider trading anybody on a football team because you got fifty three guys. Anybody you can tra- consider trading anybody on a baseball team or a basketball team. What am I going to get back in return? If I'm going to get a huge amount in return, like all right, I got to consider it. I don't want to trade Andrew Luck. I do think he's as good as advertised. I do think you can rebuild. But I also understand in Indy is tough because they have so many holes that if you simply plug the quarterback hole, that doesn't make up for all the other holes in the dike. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The tweets heard around the world were, were apparently truly authored by Kevin Durant. And yesterday, Kevin Durant offered up some form of apology uh, when he was at a conference, a tech conference in um, in Northern California. Remember, he tweeted about, uh, you know, he tweeted basically in third person, even though it was on his own Twitter handle, that he couldn't win with those cats, cats being teammates in Oklahoma City. It was the organization. It was Billy Donovan. It had nothing to do with him and Russ. Take Russ off that team and look at how bad they were. This was Kevin Durant's apology yesterday. I use Twitter to engage with the fans, but I happen to take it a little too far. And that's what happens sometimes when I get into these basketball debates. And I don't regret clapping back at anybody or talking to my fans on Twitter. I do regret using my former coach's name and that former organization that I played for. That was childish. All right, so he, he didn't say he was, he said he shouldn't use their name. That was childish. He didn't say that it wasn't true or that it wasn't him. So I don't know. Let's uh, let's catch up with Ennis Cantor, a former teammate of uh, of Kevin Durant's in Oklahoma City. Granted, only for I think the second half of that last season, he had his own tweet out there. Ennis joins us. You guys just got done at the zoo, right? Uh yeah. Actually, we came back from the zoo. We had a thunder chair event, and it was awesome. All right, so it it was awesome. Um, when when the tweets first came out, before Kevin Durant owned up to, yeah, those are my tweets. Did you think it was him? Uh, no, I did not think it was him. I thought somebody just uh, made that up, made that picture, and put his uh, real account and stuff. I didn't think uh, he was going to do such a thing like that. But uh, after I learned that it was him, the first thing, I was just really, really sad. I mean, I wasn't angry. I wasn't mad, whatever, before. Before, I was just really sad. Did you? I'm sure you've texted with other teammates. What was everybody else's reaction? Uh, actually, I did not because, I mean, we are getting ready for, for the season. We don't want this kind of distractions affect us. So I don't really want to text or, uh, you know, just say anything. But when I get in the locker room today, I told my friend, what's up, cats? And it was just a lot of people just started laughing. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's – I'll read your, your tweet. I don't care what anyone says. Oklahoma City Thunder, the best or- and most professional organization in the NBA. Got the craziest fans. Well, uh, we win, we lose, but most important, we stick together because we are one. And those cats, I call them family. Um, yep. So, like, why did you? But previous to this, why did you think the KD left? Oh, well, I mean, he he left. I feel like he wanted to. I mean, he wanted to. He don't get me wrong, man. I'm not throwing no shades or anything. He's obviously one of the top five players in the league. So, but he was getting too much heat that, oh, he, he got no rings. He's that good of a player, but he got no rings. So I, I feel like he got tired of all this talking. So I just wanted to kind of take the easy way. But 
um, you got to understand in the end it's a business. You can't do nothing about him. Actually, you know, he left. He left. I mean, we're just going to keep going. We cannot stop. And then, of course, you guys, there was a lot of lot of trash talk this year, especially when he came back to Oklahoma City. The fans were uh, were showing up in cupcakes. Uh, and then, you know, even he has the cupcake sneakers. Like, did you know Did you know that he was uh, was this bothered by what people said about him? I mean, yeah, because, because I mean, if you look at this organization, like basketball, this Oklahoma City Thunder is the only major sport in this state. So this state loved him when he was here. This state gave him everything. They picked him the state of Hall of Fame. And he he got every he got everything what he asked for, so like all this thing everything whatever. But when he and that was his franchise, and when he left, I feel like he just you know broke broke a lot, lot of people's heart, a lot of people's fans, a lot of kids' uh, hearts. So that's why it was just uh, really sad for me. And as Cantor joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show, uh, obviously most I would say hurtful is. He basically says, hey, outside of Russell Westbrook, they, they don't have – that's the Cats. They don't have good enough players. Um, did you ever think that he thought that when he was a member of the Thunder? Uh, no, we never – I mean, we never thought because, like, every time we were trying to, you know, just trying to protect him. I mean, he asked for the ball almost every time. He wanted to touch the ball every time. And then and everybody passed, passed the ball. And, you know, he shot it, he missed. And then we said, good shot, just keep going. Because, I mean, if you look at our team, we took good shots, we took bad shots, every team does it. But we don't blame each other, we don't point fingers at each other. And that's, that's our thing. When I said we win, we lose, but we stick together. I mean, you look, you look at our you know, games last year, we know we lost a lot of games, we won lots of games. You know? But we never you know, just point fingers and say that was your fault, your fault. We never blame each other. That was the most important thing. And then the second one, if you look at Russ, he could say the same thing. He could say, oh, I'm the only best player in this team, and if I leave, this team is going down. But he never said anything like that. He said, this is my team. I'm going to take care of my team. And we know that he's the leader. We know that's his job to lead us. But he never say, okay, I'm the, good, I'm the only good player in this team, and if I leave you guys, you guys are not going to ever make the playoffs. But he never said anything like that. He always tried to give us confidence. And that's what makes us really special. Uh, when they have, you guys added Paul George uh, via trade in the offseason. Yes. But, but now you get, like, look, you have a lot of big guys on the roster. I know you have a great amount of affection for Oklahoma City since coming over from Utah. Would you feel yes. the same, though, if they end up trading you, right? Like, let's say they go, like, hey, we got, we got Domas Sabonis. You know, we got yep. Stephen Adams. We're going to trade you. Would you still feel the same amount of affection for, for for the organization? Let me tell you something, man. I mean, from the day one, I'm not just talking about the organization. The whole fans, whole state opened their arms from the first day. And I felt like, you know, what's all this craziness, craziness going on in Turkey, whatever. But when I come back, all these people were texting me, welcome, welcome to your home. They didn't say, welcome America. They said, welcome home. So, I mean, from the first day, they opened their arms. They gave everything. They always supported us. We win, we lose. They were always there. But if they trade me, like you say, you know, you got to understand it's a business. But I got no, I wouldn't have no, you know, hard feelings. I would not, you know, say nothing crazy about the organization, nothing crazy about the coaches, the players. Because, I mean, they're my family, man. Because we are in a war. 
together right now. If I leave, I cannot just say, oh, you guys are like this, you guys are bad, you guys are this, whatever. All right, so I'm looking at your guys' schedule. November 22nd. Do you mm-hmm. know what November 22nd is? Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's I don't that? even know, man. <laughs> I mean, November 22nd, Golden State comes to town, yep. uh, comes to the peak, and takes on the Oakland. The game's nationally televised. Uh, last year was last year was and look I I played college ball in Oklahoma I have the same amount of affection for people in Oklahoma as well. Um, what do you think? Though, but last year it was vicious. What's this year going to be like? I feel like it's going to be more crazy, man. Now we got all this, you know, new pieces. We got the, you know, Paul George, you know, Pat, Patterson and Raymond Felton, and I feel like it's going to be a you know crazy game. I feel like it's going to change. They might start wearing some. You know, cats T-shirt, cats. You know, all this, all this. You know, new look. It might be a new look at the Thunder Arena this year. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Changing the cupcake to cats. Uh, so, so you got back from the zoo. What was your favorite animal at the zoo? I've been to the Oklahoma City Zoo. It's pretty nice. What was your favorite animal? Man, probably the sea. I'm gonna I'm post a video in a little. Probably the sea lion. Sea lion. Sea lion. Yeah, I he gave me a kiss. I hugged the kid. It was amazing. It was. I've never experienced anything like that before. All right. Well, listen. Love it. It was love at first sight. And it's great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Thank stay, you, man. Always. Stay healthy and get ready for the season. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Always good to talk to you, man. All right. That's Ennis Cantor joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Richard Sherman had some non-critical, critical comments of his offense. So, like, look, I kind of feel like this is borderline LeBron James passive-aggressive. So I want you to listen. Let me read you the comments, and then you guys tell me. Remember, this is a defense with Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett, Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, now Sheldon Richardson, and they're 1-1. Now, they're not 0-2, and they do play at Tennessee, a team who lost week one of the season to the Raiders at home. But... uh, you know, the issue has been their offense isn't great. So here's the quote. We've got a lot of highly paid guys on our side of the ball, a lot of guys who played the game at a high level. There's a certain standard that's expected. We expect it of ourselves. We expect that regardless of what happens on the other side of the ball, at the end of the day, it's really on us. He went on. It, it's not any tougher for us, Um uh, or anything different we think about. We've got to hold ourselves to a high standard. You've got guys like Mike Bennett and Cliff Averill, Bobby Wagner, Cam, KJ, etc., etc. down the line. Earl, myself, rookies playing lights-out football. We've got to get stops like that. I mean, I, I understand that he's not actually calling out the offense. Like, he did not say the offense has to be better. But he also did not say, hey, we're one team. He didn't say, like, hey, it's the offense, it's us, we're together. We play well, and we win the game. That's all that matters. Like We play well. They don't play. Whatever happens, they score. They don't score. We just got to keep playing, play together, stick together. Kind of like what Ennis Cantor just said, right? We win we're together. We lose together. Whatever, we stick together. That's not what he said. Like, we got a bunch of big-name dudes, highly paid dudes. We got to play, hold ourselves to a high standard. We can't worry about over there. In other words, over there sucks. Now, am I, you got, am I taking... Too big? Am I taking too big a leap with that, Dan? You're a Seahawks fan. Like, I'm not saying he'd be wrong if he said it, but is the way in which he said it purposeful? 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 